We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Yo, my dude. I want to congratulate you. This is Eddie, your boy Eddie from Eddietainment. We've done a ton of videos together on the East and West Coast podcast. Um, I look forward to us hitting 100 videos together, but you're doing it with the Knights of Horror. You got your podcast going, so I just want to thank you for putting out that content and also congratulate you on hitting your 100th video. Uh, to you and your Knights of Horror family, keep it up, guys. You hit 100, or not 100,000, you hit 1,000 subscribers, which is a huge feat, 100 uh, episodes on your podcast, which is another huge feat, so you guys deserve all the credit that you're getting. Congratulations, guys. Um, really, there's not much more than I could say than that. I'm really proud to know you, proud to, to have been working with you guys for, for the time that we've been working together, and keep it up. Look forward to working with you more often, my friend. Let's get on that next East versus West Coast. 100 episodes. Congratulations to the Knights of Horror. Anthony, when the hell do you sleep? Uh, congrats, guys. Here's to another 100 more. Yo, what's up? It's Connor. Just wanted to say a big congrats to the boys for 100 episodes. That is awesome. Here's to 100 more. Keep on killing it. Alright guys, this is Adrian here from Launch TV. I just want to say big congrats to Anthony and Sammy from the Knights of Horror. They're about to hit their 100th Mindless Horror podcast. And honestly, these guys have been grinding nonstop. They hit 1k subs. They're just going to keep growing. They're honestly the best people you'll ever meet. They're great people. Just leave it at that. <laughs> Anyways, congrats you guys. I can't wait to see you guys later on this year. And have fun and stay safe. Congrats again. What's up, everybody? SoCal Exploring here. Just want to congratulate you, Anthony, and Sammy, and all the previous people who are a part of the Mindless Horror Podcast to a congrats for our 100th episode. Congrats to you guys. Congrats to Tony the most for sticking through everything. My favorite episodes and favorite memories from Mindless Horror Podcast were coincidentally every single one that SoCal Exploring was a part of. They have a free, though, like, good. Good job with this podcast. You're doing great, Anthony, and the rest of the crew that's all behind the Mindless Horror Podcast. Cheers to another 100 episodes very soon, and then cheers to, after that, 500 episodes. Let's see how far this podcast can go, but good job, guys, and congratulations. Um, if I conjure up a demon, this that's my mess up, the barbecue this weekend. Mm, no. Oh. Hey, ladies and gentlemen. It's me, Zombie Chris. Hello. Hi. I was not paid or endorsed, but I do sponsor and do suggest this is not a plug or commercial. What is up, everybody? Hello and welcome to the channel. Big congrats to Knights of Horror on doing 100 episodes on the podcast. I believe at one time you stated that the great, marvelous, fantastic next generation YouTuber named Zombie Chris was that inspired you. Well, in reality, uh, you inspired me with all the content, with all the variety, the podcast, a hundred episodes. That is insane. I mean, me and Connor are only going on like five or six and I don't think we'll make it to the next 10. <laughs> so big congrats to you 
and your crew on a hundred episodes and uh, make it a hundred more. What is up inmates of the asylum? Fausto Pebbles here and I want to congratulate the Mindless Horror Podcast for a hundred episodes and not only that but the Knights of Horror in reaching over 1,000 subscribers. Some of my favorite moments from the Mindless Horror podcast so far is seeing all the guests who have made a huge impact in the horror community, such as the Traveling Haunt Squad, Tormented Society, horror comedy podcasters Kim and Ket from Kim and Ket Stay Alive, maybe? The captain of Queen Mary's Dark Harbor, Brad Hills, the director of Unlisted Owner, Jed Bryan, the author and illustrator of Scary Stories, A Tribute to Terror, Kurt Tuckfield, and Shane Hunt, the creative director of Midsummer Scream, Rick West, and composer of the film Killer Clowns from Outer Space, John Massari, just to name a few. While the Mindless Horror Podcast has featured some of the staples in the horror community, you guys have also featured and collaborated with such awesome YouTubers such as Adam Black, TLEV Media, JPLand21, Lost TV, Edutainment, SoCal Exploring, Fractured Compass Productions, The Hotline, and of course, yours truly. Fausto Pebbles. Once again, guys, congratulations on your two huge milestones. This is just the beginning, and I cannot wait to see you guys grow even bigger. We are recording this in an undisclosed location in our dumpy little studio in the outskirts of Los Angeles. My name is Anthony. Uh, I'm George. And this is the Mindless Horror Podcast, episode one. Basically, this podcast, we're going to talk about everything and anything horror, uh, and if we have guests, we'll interview them of what they think of upcoming horror projects, events, um, anything horror, uh, Q&A, what they do on their channels and stuff, so if it gets that far. I- All right, what is up, ladies and gentlemen? January 23rd, 2018, started something special. Uh Mindless Horror Podcast, Episode 1. I'm joined here today, 100 episodes later, by my cousin, the man who I started all with, uh, George Zaragoza. A cool minute. <laughs> yeah, it really has. Yeah. Um, no, I just wanted to bring you on for a quick little segment, because uh, you were the first official co-host of the of the show, man, and... Uh, you went on for about 20 or so episodes, and um, then you hung up the cape to pursue uh, writing. was a really great decision, man, because you, you, the stuff you're writing right now is just freaking phenomenal. And I can't wait for it to get out there to, to everyone to read. Uh, I just, I've just been doing a lot of reading, really. Honestly, it's just copying other people. I mean, but I'm just not. It's just... I mean, I, I liked what we did, but I <clears throat> kind of found out very early on that it just wasn't for me. Like, I like, I listen to podcasts probably every week, but I just, I don't know. Like, I, I didn't really gravitate towards it, and although I did have fun, I just kind of felt like towards, like, around the two-hour mark or half, uh, an hour and a half mark, I was just kind of, like, slogging through it for me. Yeah, 
So, you know, I kind of didn't really miss that part. Yeah, no, but uh, like I said, man, you just did your time and that was it, man. So just want to give a quick thank you for that, man, because without you, we wouldn't be starting all this stuff. We wouldn't be where we're at. And uh, yeah, man, it's been it's been a fun journey, man. I just want to thank you for that. No problem. Thanks yeah. We are live in the studio. I'm here, Mindless Horror Podcast. It's been a bit. I'm here with my new co-host, Sammy. Hey, what's up, guys? Sammy, Sammy, Sammy. Some stuff is falling in the back. Guess I'm getting a little too comfortable back here. Anyway, uh, we got a bunch of new podcast equipment, uh, and it's going to be fun. Yeah, I got this blue thing in my face. Yep. It's going to be cool. Sammy, you want to introduce the audience to yourself a little bit? Uh, yeah. What, what, do, what do I tell them? I don't know what to say. I don't know, man. So, what, I mean, you're not too big into horror. No, I'm a scaredy cat. So, yeah. like, imagine Andy from the Allen show. That's probably me. So, if you ever want to, like, have a fun time watching a scary movie, it's probably I'm probably the guy to bring because I'm bring. a big guy, but I'll be, like, at the edge of my seat the entire time. Man, 100 episodes of the podcast, mm-hmm. and I could not have done about 50 of those without Sammy, the current yeah. Horror podcast co-host. And, of course, going to be making his debut pretty soon, the third member of the Knights of Horror, Mr. Logan. Oh, yeah. How we doing, man? How we, how's everybody doing, man? It's a very celebratory moment. This is probably going to be a long podcast, but, you know, it's good for celebra- yeah. celebration cameos appearances guests news we even got some news in there we got stories news everything what you need what you need man sammy 100 episodes of the podcast did you ever think we were gonna make it that far bro i i didn't i especially because especially so soon i i definitely did not see it coming i think obviously you know when i picked up whatever episode you know we was we were barely where we were we weren't even at 50 at that point yeah um, and to think you know uh we we got here to 100 we we can't do it without the fans um no. i think that goes without saying um but i'm gonna say it nonetheless um and thank you guys for watching and thank you guys for subscribing what are we at 1100 subs now 1100 subs so that's very exciting 100 episodes um so i think you know we just gotta you know we, i'm super thankful it's been a lot of fun it's been a lot of work um, but you know, I think every time we get a nice little like on the video or a comment, you know, it makes life just a little bit easier. Um, and I think it's really been fun to just hear, you know, especially with recent turns of how we've been going with, uh, stories from various scare actors, you know, yeah. really giving them a platform to share their stories and really just giving us the opportunity, um, to sit there and listen to all these great storytellers with great experience in the industry. Um, and you know, it wouldn't be the Mindless Horror Podcast without news. Um, and so I think Logan wanted to share some news with us. Logan, take it away. What's the latest news in the in the haunt world, man? Oh, I think we cut out. Oh, here we are. Um, well, um, it gives us a lot of hope and a, a lot of excitement. That's for damn sure. Right. Uh, tents have gone up, my friends, at uh, Horror Nights, uh, Universal for Hopefully this event is still going on, man. I mean, we've we're showing signs of event progress. We haven't really heard anything from Universal, but um, I mean, considering everything that's going on, they're probably waiting for the right moment, and uh, I, I I respect that. Um, but it definitely gives us a lot of hope and excitement to see that you know, like this event is definitely going on. Like it, it it's happening. Right. Uh, I agree. I agree. So, 
so now it's just up to us to kind of just uh, be patient with them and uh, they'll come out when they're ready to give us some announcements and uh, hopefully that's sooner than later, but right. Right. I'm excited. I'm excited too, I'm excited man. Too, we got, man. We got uh, tents going up in the Metro sets, which is awesome. Um, where Creep Show was at, tents up there. We haven't gotten one where, of course, Ghostbusters or Frankenstein meets the Wolfman was yet, but it's, it actually is coming. They just filed their permits uh, recently to get these tents. Um, and, of course, construction is moving along swiftly with the Waterworld Q, um, which right now is rumored to be Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Candyman. So it's one of the two, whatever it is. Um, I, I hope it's good. <laughs> that's, all I, that's all I ask for. Hope it's good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, Mindless Horror Podcast would not be anything without the fans, without the people who host it, without the guests that we have on, um, the hard work and dedication that goes in week after week putting on these podcasts just so we can even get you guys to, to listen to stories or, or hear some news or just, just get, uh, get your, oh, I can't even talk today, man. I can't even talk today. You're given a platform just to kind of escape the reality of what's going on in the world, especially times right now, uh, to, to leave all the bullshit behind and, and come here to just, this is a safe zone. This is a, a positive safe zone. We can make you hopefully laugh, um, hope you to relate. Uh, however, we can make you feel just not sad or mad, hopefully. <laughs> um, but... Well, I get mad when I look at you, but that's besides the point. Oh, you, you got to deal with me, buddy. You, you, uh, you work with me, so. But uh, no, this is a platform where we just want to want to keep the positivity going, especially in, in a world full of negativity that's going on right now. Um, there's a reason why we haven't came out and said anything about anything really, um, because at least for me, I just don't really like to get involved with that kind of stuff. Even though I have my own opinions based around it. Um, I'd rather stay away from drama and and kind of the the world of what's going on. Yes, what what did happen was wrong and and sad, but we want to keep it going. We want to keep the positivity going. That's what this world needs right now. Uh, you know, we have a pandemic going on in our hands. We have um, riots popping up everywhere, and we just want to really just separate ourselves from that and just keep doing us. So we hope that we can give you that platform of positivity, and we hope that you keep coming back each week to. Watch us go to 200, then 500, then 1,000 episodes, man, because I don't plan on stopping this podcast anytime soon. That's for damn sure. But, gentlemen, now you guys, the moment you guys all been waiting for, I know this is a long-ass intro just to get to the actual podcast portion of the podcast. But without further ado, here is Mindless Horror Podcast, episode 100, featuring Scott Ditterman and Gary, a.k.a. Spaz, man. Enjoy. Welcome to the Madhouse! <laughs> it's time to get your fucking horror on, live from their dumpy little studio in beautiful Norwalk, California. It's the Mindless Horror Podcast with Sammy and Anthony. Man. 100 episodes of the Mindless Horror Podcast, and what better way to celebrate that milestone with Mr. Scott Diderman and Gary, a.k.a. Spaz. Man, what a, what a, what a show we have today. This is, this is going to be a fun one, gentlemen. Thank you so much for not only taking the time out of your day to uh, join us on the podcast, but celebrating the 100th episode, man. This is going to be fun. I, I can't wait to see where we go with this right now, because 
I mean, just before we started recording, Scott was like, you, you done messed up, man. <laughs> <laughs> See, the thing is, I don't think we have any idea where this is going to go. I, I, I sure as hell don't. No way, dude. It doesn't either. So, and whatever happens, happens, Anthony. I don't know. I don't know, man. You have to see what goes what goes down. I'm excited because this can go one. This can go like a million different ways, and I'm 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 okay with whatever way it goes. Honestly. <laughs> okay. Good. Because hey, Terry, hey old fart, why don't you touch base on what your deal, like what your history is? Because I mean, I've already done a podcast, so people know mine. All right. I don't. Well, I, was, I don't know where I'm going with. I just have to start with us. 93, Lair the Vampire. You know, <laughs> man, 93. Yeah, no, we, know, were, we were bad boys we're, in the early 90s. Yeah, the reason why I bring this up is because Scott and I were together, which was there rad. You, <laughs> you know, I was this punk kid with no control. You know, <laughs> and I get lucky enough to put Lair the Vampire, which is the the like, well, in my opinion, second greatest maze of all time. You nice. know. I and think it's gonna, in so gonna, many ways. I'm just gonna say, Gary. Though I think it's the best vampire maze of all time. Oh yeah, well yeah. Well, what's your favorite maze of all time? My favorite maze of all time, dude. Yeah. I'm gonna date myself way back. Bates Motel. Oh, good. Damn. I'm an asylum guy, dude. On the on the <laughs> lawn, crossing the church, epic crew. Yeah. You know, I, for years I didn't think anything could beat Lair. And finally, I'm going through the asylum one night, and I'm just like, these guys are kicking so much ass, and there's so much scaring, and so much energy, and so much chaos, and so you know, and I'm like, I, I gotta give them the gotta give them the trophy. They were better than Lair. Well, nice. the, the biggest thing for me with like Lair the Vampire, why why I think it's the best um, vampire maze of all time, is because like the initial when you first when you first walked into the maze, the first room had an actual full-on scene from the movie. Like, well, not from the movie, but, like, it, it was based on Bram Stoker's Dracula. And yeah. there's actually a scene where there's actors, where you got, you got, you know, the vampire king that pops up on, a, on the balcony, says his speech, the room goes black, and all of a sudden he pops up behind the bed where the chick's laying down, comes out, and he, he overtakes her type of thing. And that was awesome. I got a story about that, but we'll get to that. So oh, there's there's so many stories about Lair, you know. With I just remember like people weren't going into the maze one night, so they grabbed mm-hmm. Scott, Big Mike, and me, and had yeah. us go out in front, sliding and scaring. We were we were supposed to scare people into the maze. Yeah, you know, <laughs> which is awesome, you know, because you never hear about like you know, monsters get to go outside the maze and actually scare anymore. Yeah, yeah. So wait, Anthony, are you aware of where um, well, in Fiesta Village, where Studio K used to be located? Uh, I know, I know of Fiesta. I know where it was located, though. Okay, so when you come into Fiesta, coming off of the Midway, coming from Ghost Town side, yeah. Um, as you come into the far right, past the food courts or the the uh, okay. food windows in that corner where the carousel is, that's yeah. where Studio K used to be, and that's where they had Lair the Vampire. And there was an area right there. It was perfect for us. It was slurry coated asphalt, and that whole section is where Gary, myself, and and Big Mike used to work. Outside sliding, it was so fun and fast. Fly to heaven, right there, if you ask oh, me. Dude, right? Yeah, righteous, dude. Ninety-four, yeah. you know. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's where Jaguar is now. Okay. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about Jaguar. Yeah, in uh, <laughs> well, November first, 
they they took the ball. Han ended October thirty first, ninety four, November first. They took the bulldozer and bulldozed bulldoze Studio K. Yep, they, they, nice. They, next day they were there tearing it up. Yep, they they wasted no time on that, and they were just like, "We got a job, let's do it." Yeah, <laughs> I was so bummed. I was like, "Oh, there's my home. They're, they're steamrolling it." Yeah, it was you should have like a piece of the wood or something like that, you know, take it home. <laughs> yeah. Well, that thing, that place was big back in the the uh, mid '80s to the early '90s. You know, like you said, '94 they bulldozed it because you know it was like a it was a dance club. Same thing with um, Cloud Nine. You know, Boardwalk uh, Ballroom that was called Cloud Nine, and that was a another dance area, and that was always a big draw for the for the kids back then. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. I'm dating us, Gary. <laughs> It's okay. We, we, got, we got more stories because of our age. Yeah, we do. No, I think that's the best thing, man. Over the years, you just you just get them stories and you just keep it going, man. You just you, just, you share down the knowledge with the with the with you know the the younger generation. That way, they get it. They get a sense of what happened back in the day, right there. I love hearing that. Well, yeah. the, all the rules that they have now compared to the stuff we got away with back then. You know, Oof. I mean, hey, I had a spot in my maze. I was never there. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would say that our boss, um, our supervisor, Ron, at the time, like he, Gary more so than me, but he had a hard time keeping us in our assigned areas when he had yeah. to put us back inside. You know, I mean, I liked my area, but I liked moving around a little bit, too. Definitely. So, Where were you in the maze, Scott? Um, I was actually, depending on which year, but I was yeah. always either the room before or the room after Sandy's crypt room. Oh, so I think, I think part of it was the catacombs or the garden. Yeah. The garden maze. So, you know, that's where I always was because that was the best potential area for sliding. And that's what Ron wanted me to do. You well, know? There, there was a there was a ramp in the graveyard off the off the graveyard that's perfect for sliding. And that's where I did all my sliding. That was at and the then, exit. Then I was, what's that? That was at the exit, right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember. And, uh, well, then I used to slide. I used to take people outside there. I used to chase people from Lair all the way down into Camp Snoopy. Mm -hmm. and I was, I was all. I mean, I did It was like, all right, I got a good chase. I'd be running. I'd be, you know, halfway yeah. down Camp Snoopy. They go running back to my maze. Yeah. <laughs> See, here's here's the things. Like Gary and I had two distinct, like distinctly different costumes. He was actually on the royalty side of the vampires. Like oh, he like, had. I was, I was a lower class vampire bat. Was my official title. Yeah, but you were dressed up like upper class. Yeah. You had a button-up shirt, a cape, and boots. You know what I had? A jacked-up robe with a full, you know, I had a full vampire prosthetic on with a ball cap. He yeah, had nice. He had his big ears with his when his hair out. This is freaking. He got he got the upper class stuff, and you got what was left over. <laughs> I, was, I was lower class. <laughs> I got the robe. It was so much fun. <laughs> yeah. You know. I remember like, uh, running around the rails through like the rooms. Uh, do you remember when uh, Big Mike used to get all the monsters into Sandy's chamber mm -hmm. and lay, lay all down? Mm -hmm. the, 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 the Queen's chamber was larger than you know normal rooms at Haunt nowadays. And we yeah. get like 20 monsters and lay them all on the ground. And people come walking through the room, stepping over monsters. And on Big Mike's cue, he would have this like stab. He banged the stab on the ground. And like 20 monsters would jump up off the ground and just terrorize the room. Man, that you, you never see happen nowadays. It was so much fun. You don't see a lot of that at all happen, you know. And it's like so many rules and stuff just for safety purposes. But man, I would love to have seen that kind of stuff, man, because like that's what literally makes haunts for me. We don't, we don't have any. You don't have any footage of that, do you, Gary? 
No, none of it. I've got some, I got like 20 pictures from there. Yeah, I don't have any from back then. You know, and they're they're, they're all bad and grainy and, you know, off of disposable cameras, whatever. Yeah. You know, because that's how it was done then. Okay. Oh, yeah. Just got to pause for a second. I'm watching Anthony's face as we're talking here, Gary. He's he's going fanboy moment, dude. Yeah, I I am. As in his great. Totally fanboying right now. <laughs> I am, man. This is I, but, like I said, man. Demi was right. Just, just let you guys talk. We, we, we were just, we just sit back and just listen to these amazing stories, man. Right. It's, it's awesome. Let me see. Let me see some bad, bad. There was, there was a couple shows. There was a front show. Did you ever see the stage show where they had the, the, the they had a big, they had the, 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 the studio case stage. They had a bed and you know hot chicks and hot vampires and they it was like the seduction room. The last two. The last two years of Lair, that's that's where the main entrance was, where the stage and the bed. That's where I was telling you where the King Vampire came up on the balcony. And then he well, disappeared. There was, there was the front room with the, and then there was a stage. There was two different areas. Yeah, there was another one where they they took they they stole a they took a plant out of the out of the. Uh, yes, that one. Yeah, Michelle Potter. I remember that girl. Yeah, <laughs> they pulled her. They pulled her out of the out of the group, and yeah. they put her on a sacrifice table. Oh, I heard about that. I've yeah. heard about that. Pretty- I, 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 bought, I brought in a bunch of bondage equipment so we could strap her actually to the table. <laughs> you know, I had all these leather straps at the time, and I came in, and I, I came on, like, dude, I got leather straps. Let's, you know, let's add this to the, because they were just supposed to put her on the table. Then yeah. we were actually, like, leather strapping her down to the table. It was great. That's hilarious right there. Yeah, that's what you can get away with, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you probably hate it. Probably hated you guys that night, man. She really probably was like, oh, oh no, she loved it. You know, we were partying. She loved it. Dude, everyone <laughs> loved it. It was like, you know, it was like eyes would light up. You know, we, oh, we're going to do this. All right. You know, there was enthusiasm for like stupid stuff. You know, oh, dude, I love it. I love it. So, yeah, did you ever see me jump to... off the wall onto that stage? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Here's okay. There was the stage, and the stage was probably up by, you know, normal stage height. People would be like walking in like a trough watching on the stage. There was this wall behind them. It was probably about ten feet tall or more, and I, or maybe twelve. And I would get on top of it. I would jump off the top of the wall and over the crowd and come down and land on the stage in front of the people. Oh my god! This is this is this is Gary's thought of you know ask for forgiveness rather than permission, and he still did that until the end of his days at Nantes. <laughs> it's like freaking uh, like Eddie Vedder, dude. If you ever saw any Pearl Jam back in the day concerts, man, he would climb up the top of the stage and jump into the crowd man it's like oh, hard i've got some good stage dive stories if you ever want to hear those <laughs> oh man <laughs> even scott was like oh shit now <laughs> years ago i think gary this was probably you remember when um bar michaels was still in long beach yes okay, okay. you remember when mel flores was in that band strain no you don't no Dude, what have you been fucking inhaling at work, bro? <laughs> this is the one and only time that I got in the mosh pit with Gary. Bad, <laughs> bad oh, mistake. Man. I mean, we're gone, gone, gone. We went in the same time. We're gone, gone, gone. Next thing I know, he's hitting me. Like, he's looking <laughs> at me. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Dude. It was crazy. I used to jump a whole bunch of stupid stuff. I used to jump uh, six-foot tables at time, the time card area. Mm-hmm. Lengthways. God. And uh, Damn. You, you ever go to Lakeside? Remember Lakeside? Lakeside? Early. Okay. The break room, right? The break room. Yeah. Yeah. And boardwalk. I, I used to go running out the exit of there and jump off 
and hit the hit the landing and then hit jump off and hit the bottom. I would oh my go. God. And this is on break. This is not when he's on stage. Oh, yeah. yeah, sorry. This is me leaving break. <laughs> and, and then to be more obnoxious, I never went through the, I just went over the gate also. I used to like, this, this is Dominion days. This is, this is, you know. Yeah, this is after Lair, yeah. Because yeah. you went over, it was over there in Whirlpool. Yeah, over Whirlpool. We'd, I, and I, when I, I was out of control there too, but doing that, I would go running out of the lakeside, jump off, hit the middle thing, boom, hit the bottom, running, jump over the fence, and just go running at like full speed back to my maze. And while oh I was going to the maze, I was scaring on the way to the maze. I was I was running through boardwalk. If I saw a scare, I was hitting people left and right. So, yeah. so know, what, going what between, between breaks. Is Spaz was the haunt evil Knievel. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Well, let, let's put it this way. I mean, the name Spaz, tell me it doesn't suit him. Uh, like, right. 100%. It was, it was way more appropriate back then, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's gotten a little older, and he's slowing down, he's, he's slowing down just a little bit. Yeah, just a little you know, bit, you know. <laughs> that's the thing is, I mentally can do a lot of this stuff, but I'm actually, you know, last couple of, when I when I retired in 2006, 16, you know, mentally I could do like I was like, yeah, 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 but the body was like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but wait, you retired in 2016, didn't you come back one more year? Or was that it? That was it. That was that was my last year. Was the, 15, you said you were going to retire, and you came back for 16. 14 was when I said I was going to retire. 15, when I, but okay. I got a good year in 14. 15, I came back at a rad year. 16, I tried to quit, and you talked me out of it. That's right. Yeah. Well, here's the problem. I remember now. See, okay, Anthony, just so you know, a little bit of background. He and I worked together for years, and then towards the end of our haunt careers, I was his boss. Oh, man. So, you know, <laughs> knowing, knowing the, out, the, back, the backstory of Gary and all the shenanigans he did, tell me how complicated he, make it, he made it to manage him. <laughs> I bet it was pretty. I bet it was pretty. He knew that you were his manager, man. He was gonna. He was gonna test every. Uh, Dude, every, no. every single- Scott was on me. You know, <laughs> Scott was one of the best managers I had because he could ride my ass. I never took him seriously, but you know, I was always a better monster. You know, but he he made everyone around him better because you know he was a hard ass. You know, <laughs> only when people, people don't always- appreciate it. But I was like, I'm gonna go out there and kick ass every night. Yeah, you know? firm but fair. Firm but fair. Here's firm but fair. My work decides to send me to Saudi Arabia 2016 in October. Nice. Like, this sucks. You know, so I have to go into, I go into like dress rehearsal with Scott. Scott, my work, my work sending all, dude, can you, when do you go? And I'm all, like second weekend. He's all work the first weekend and then we'll term you. And I'm like, dude, that's fair. You know, yeah. I, I, I tried to do the right thing by, you know, letting him know. The only, he made a caveat, said, you know, only thing I can't give you a makeup spot. Fine. I love the first week. It's one of the best weekends. I love it. You know, you oh, know, yeah. he took totally good care of me. Yeah. Yeah. And then that, that was a, the, that last year was what, and then, you know, the, the best part, I, I get back from Saudi Arabia. I go to Broomball at Broomball. The time card guy, Danny or something like that goes, dude, I forgot to, I didn't fill out your paperwork. You're not termed. <laughs> Come back whenever you want. You talking Halloween, about Danny Ortiz? What's that? You talking about Danny Ortiz? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was he was Ghost Town too, right? Right uh, beneath Joey. Yeah. So, so so Halloween morning, I call Scott up. I'm, Scott, I'm not termed. Can I come in tonight? Scott's all whoa whoa. What are you doing? Let me let me check. He calls into knots, whatever. Does whatever. Calls me back like half hour later. He's all dude, you're good. I'm all. He's all. What time you showing up? I'm all, I'll be there at seven. So he let me rock my last year because Halloween nights are the best nights. So he oh, took oh, care yeah. of me right there. <laughs> you know? I love it. 
Oh, I love it so much. That's that, that, awesome. That's man. how I ended my career. I'm, I, I went out on a high note, you know. I rocked the. I got to rock the first weekend, which is one of the best weekends. I rocked Halloween, and I said, you know what, you know, I, I, if it happens, it happens. I didn't get my rehire card. You know, I was, oh, I'm good. Yeah, you're I'm like good, I'm man. Went out with the bang. You know, I did. I, you know, the funny part is, we didn't. I didn't. Nobody knew I was coming out for that Halloween night. You know, it was a surprise. So I, so I come flying out on the streets, and uh, my the, one of my running partners, you know, Aaron Fidget, you know, frame. I, I come run up, and he and these guys are like tearing people, and I go flying into that. that they're like, dude, the possum party's on. Spaz is here, and we just went. Out, I just started just wrecking people. You know, well, I. The, the notch we put it up higher. We didn't think it'd go higher, but like the, there was like the four of us. I want to say like uh, Buff and who was else? There was like one of our other running partners, and we just started just tearing through Ghost Town. Scare, scare, scare! Rack, rack, rack! You know, scream, scream! Oh, it was it was like last night, such a high note to go out on and running with my pit, the, right. some of my favorite people. Dude, yeah. I, and we were just talking Aaron last week. We had a live stream on our on our Instagram, and he was he was so stoked that you were going to be on the show. Because he was like, man, that guy's my mentor. That guy freaking was amazing. He was talking all good about you, man. Oh, dude, we had, he, he and I had so much fun together. You know, it was like, yeah. Eddie caught me when I was still kind of old. You know, so he, he didn't even see some of my best stuff. But we would go out there and we would wreck all night. It was so much fun. And he, yeah. he, the good part is like, I kind of tell him, you got to create your own character. You got you to gotta find your own way, you, you know, because don't just follow me. And so he created this thing called the possum character. He created the possum party. He started creating yeah. things that, you know, to make, to make it more fun for him. And, and he yeah. just, he had a short career, but it was still just a ton. Of, he, he put a lot of fun in a real short period. He, he did five years, right? Yeah. Five years. Yeah. And then I think he did a couple, I think he did a year or two in, or no, he did a year in managing for uh paranormal. Paranormal. Yep. yep. Yeah. That year when I went through um, his talent, that I went through that maze one one night that I was able to go, and his talent was on point. That speaks volumes for how that kid has really matured and yeah. handled that group. I mean, everybody yeah. was on point. I mean, I wish I could say they scared me, but I can't because they, that's next to impossible. You know, mm-hmm. but everybody was just rocking it that that time when I went through. Yeah, no, he said he had a fun time doing that, and that his cast were just easy to work with. They were all team; they're all team players, and I think that's why he he always says, "I guess that maze that year won maze of the year." So mm-hmm. he's like very he's like that's a proud accomplishment that he got to do. Oh, yeah. There were stories where he he said he would like go do like his like before work meeting, but then they, they always had, he always had to tell a story about some story about in Ghost Town or some something to pump <laughs> them up. Like, all right, we did this, you know, or we did, you know, he, he always had a story to tell them to, to get the crowd like, oh wow, you know. The, yeah. The, the tell them what the next level was, and it, and I agree with you. That year, that maze was on point. Every time I went in there, the monsters were working. And, you know, they were doing what they could do. Oh, it was so much fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Another another person that really matured that year too was Greg Daniels. When really? Took, okay. Yeah. When he took over Infected that same night, I went through there too. You know, I I I couldn't find Aaron that night, but I found Greg, and he's like, "Yeah, come on through." And Going through there, his, his talent was on point too. You know, it was, it was great to see that. You know, it's like, hey, you know, and I, I, Greg and I had a conversation before that because I didn't think he was ready to do it. He's like, but he had, he had the some of the best people to learn from. You know, he had John Asprin and Cody there. That those two that ran infected, right? Yeah. 
And I go, just be like a sponge. He's like, oh, 100%. And it showed, you know. His maturity level went through the roof, and how he handled things was just great. John so, Ashford's a solid dude. Yeah, you know, he's, he He was a great pickup for Knotts. I remember when he was at Hollywood. That's why I met him. What's that? That's yeah, that's where I met him. Yeah. That's where I met him also. Yeah. So, sorry, Anthony. Yeah. We Cutting you off, dude. It's no, like I love it, man. I'm just listening. I'm I'm getting some knowledge, man. This is it's part of my job to gain knowledge. <laughs> Got to gain all the knowledge I can. I love it. I so love after it. Dominion, did you go straight to street or after Larry? Did you go straight to street, Scott? No, I did one year in auto race. Okay. Really evil. I moved when Ron went there. I moved with him, and then in '96, that was '95, and then '96, I sat down with Craig at um, rehire and and told him what I was looking for, and he gave me the paperwork. So. And that's when I, that's about, like, I thought I was only going to do haunt for five years. Little did I know, like, that's when my career was really going to start taking off in the haunt industry. Yeah. And getting to ghost town after that, that's where I stayed, you know, until the end. You know that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that, in a 90, not, or 2009, I made it to ghost town. And then my only, <coughs> yeah, my only regret, what's up? Where did you go before ghost town? I was in CS, dude. Yeah, tell him. You gotta explain it, dude. Well, I gotta say, I gotta say I this story first. So um, I love hearing your story of transition. I made the Ghost Town after being in nine years in the Gauntlet. My only regret was I never wanted to leave Ghost Town, but I wanted to do at least Carnival once in my career. You know, I was like, oh gosh, I wanted to do Carnival. I should have done it like what, like the year between or something like that. Because once I was in Ghost Town, I was like, oh man, this is this is the greatest scare zone ever. It's got everything I want. It's got dark and fog alley. It's got, it had lighted areas because we could do like the silver bullet was just awesome sliding and lit up. So you, yeah. if you want that, you know, you just you had the gypsy camp, you had spurs, you if anything you want to do, Ghost Town has it for you. The great oh, yeah. sliding outside birdcage on the cobblestone. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and a whole righteous crew to work with. You know. Yeah. No, you don't want to leave Ghost Town. That's why, like every night we'd go to Ghost Town. I like it was hard because we would just sit on a bench and watch everyone work. It was so hard to want to leave because we, we, we were afraid we were going to miss something. Yeah. yeah. Night. Yeah. yeah. You do got to get out because, like, you go to like um, CS, like, the Hollow last year, CS. Yeah. Dude, the Troll Brothers. That's a show, dude. You got to watch those guys. And going over in the boardwalk, those guys were fun every night, also. So I, I, I had to tear myself away from Ghost Town to go see because there's so much good work going on everywhere. It's, it's hard to see it all. Yeah, definitely. No, yeah, I agree. We would go to uh, Hollow was a, our second place that we would love to go. There was a there was a spot we found where it was like a great sliding spot. So we got like a ton of good footage on that. And just watching them work was hilarious. Uh, same with Boardwalk. Boardwalk was great. And just watching them do their stuff is funny. Um, I think the very underrated one from last year, too, was, of course, um, what was it? Forsaken Lake. Um those yeah. guys, man, I mean, it is a small cast with that scare zone, but from what I saw when every time we went through there, man, those guys freaking, they hustled, man. Yeah. Did you get any video of the Troll Brothers over in the hollow? I may have. I got to look. I got to tell got Those guys of- are cracking. Those, those guys are old school CS. Because back when I was in the CS days, now I'm there, you know, yeah. we, we would goof on people. We would mess with people. We were... We were the scare zone without a filter. We were, you know, and also management never came to CS. Yeah. So we got away with like a ton of things. It was, it was so, I was so glad that I actually went there so I could learn, so I could break all the rules before I went to Ghost Town and didn't break any. <laughs> 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 so there's, there's, 
there's this there's this little secret, Anthony, that you're not aware of about Gary. So I mean, I, I'm sure I'm sure you've already uh, you know deciphered that Gary's played a number of different characters, right? Oh yeah. Like from all the areas, Ghost Town, the Gauntlet, but there is one character that he he fails to mention because it was a flash in the pan. It was like a year, maybe two. It was called the Shadow. That was my favorite, dude. What are you my talking favorite. about? It never happened. See, see look at. <laughs> <laughs> he just threw it under the bus. He's like, nope, didn't happen. Dude, he would That's dress hilarious. up in black, right? And this is where he could get away with going all over the park. Like he was a CS monster, but. Yeah. He is all in black spandex and a black mask. He'd hide in corners, run, slide, and disappear. Like, people are like, what the <laughs> fuck was that? Like, Damn. One time I was over by, um, right next to the saloon on the, um, on the uh, on, uh, Market Street side. There's a little tree well there where I was hanging out. I see this little guy scampering out. I knew it was him already. He comes over, and we're standing in the corner for, like, maybe five, ten minutes talking. He's like, all right, I got to go. All of a sudden he runs, and pew, and he's gone. <laughs> why he's doing that he's making people jump the whole way and he fails to mention that because he only did it for like a year was it one or two years i did about actually like four years what yeah wow i didn't know it was yeah, that longer long. than you thought I, Scott, well i used on. to do I, I only did it the thing is i only did it like well, once in a while you know i do like once or twice a year it was great it was i love that character oh it, it you're, cool. you're gonna make me admit that i did it aren't you <laughs> Yes, I, dude, it was on Ultimate Haunt. You can't deny it. Oh, yeah. Okay. In, in 2000, I was like messing around. I came up with this idea of the shadow, which was an all black character. And yeah. um, Jeff and uh, Alex and all those guys went up to bat for me to talk, convince my talent count, convince Craig, convince everyone, let him try this. Yeah. And then I, I just went out and rocked it. And I, I, I had a couple rules with it. You know, you had to go as fast as possible. You couldn't make any noise, and you couldn't have any pictures taken, and you couldn't ever let anyone focus on you. You know, yeah. if you got that scare in, you better be out of there before they realize what happened. You know? It was, it was, dude, Anthony. It was fucking pretty entertaining to watch, dude. Like, I only got to see him like one or two times at that one time when we posted up over there on a uh, schoolhouse or on um, Market Street for a minute, and I saw him go. He worked that street from where I was all the way to. Um, what is that the funnel cake shop up there just past the bottle house i saw him working the whole street the whole way not a single person actually saw what he was doing but he startled him dude was, the coolest thing is there, there was a bad part about it was that the best place for it was fog alley yep yeah. it was it was just made for that character but i was in cs yeah officially yep. And so I, every, every time I would do it, I would actually do a quick run over, run down Fog Alley, say hi to Scott and uh, uh, Wade, you know. Yeah, over on Goldies. I always stop by and say hi to those guys. So, so Because I didn't want to run into these guys. These guys, yeah. these guys need to know if I'm going up and down that street, because they, they've got their job, and, I, and I'm out of nowhere, and I'm faster. Yeah. And, so I, I always drop by, let them know I was there, did a couple scares, and then took off. Yeah, dude. that was good, too, because, dude, if we didn't know he was coming – Guaranteed, would have we would have collided because Wade and I used to, you know, we would collide every so often because we see a good target and we both go for it. We used to communicate, but sometimes we we're so overzealous and into a rhythm that we just go and we go, bam, we hit each other. <laughs> you know, it happens. Yeah, that's yeah, that, that, that's freaking that, legendary. The shadow was a lot of fun. I, you know, I busted it out when I was in Ghost Town, like in 2010, once or twice or something like that. Yeah. I did like once 
or twice while he's actually in Ghost Town. You should do a uh, when we do like fun. when we get back to like conventions and stuff. They should make like a cameo appearance, like real quick. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I'm not, I'm not that skinny. <laughs> <laughs> so, just be Dude, the I've actually seen you perform with the Brigade Man, and it is awesome dude you still have it i mean you it's awesome just to watch you work to see that see that magic in your eyes that's still like i could still i'm still doing this man like that's awesome man you don't see a lot of people with that these days the yeah, only thing yeah, about, i try to pump them up the only thing <laughs> about gary now on the physical side is, is his knees are gone i mean i can tell by the way he walks and runs but when his knees were 100 percent, like when he was younger dude it's it was like night and day from what he is now yeah Totally I, I used to be able to jump off. Of, I, there was a sarcophagus in Dominion that I would climb up the top of. And it was at least eight feet tall. And I would just jump off it all night. And you wonder why these are bad. On the cement. <laughs> yeah. You become, you wonder why he's freaking Batman, dude. <laughs> you know, and uh, in, in boots. They were, these weren't even like basketball shoes. These were like bad, you know, boots. Yeah. You know? There's pictures of me on top of it. And it's like, awesome. oh, I used to jump off that window. Oh, it was terrible. Well, yeah. Scott, about uh, two years ago, I, I wrecked my. Uh oh. Uh, so I didn't wreck it. Somebody wrecked my knee. Say that again, Gary. You you bro- you stopped. Like, like two years ago, was uh, my knee got wrecked at Queen Mary? Not my fault. Oh well, man. That was that that was when I was gone? When I was back east? Remember? Yeah. Twenty seven. Anyway, I, I I had to go to the doctor. And they, oh. they, they extra in my knees and the doctor comes in, comes back and goes, okay, the wear and tear of your knees is normal for someone your age. And I'm like, I'll take that. You know, <laughs> there's no way that the wear and tear should be normal on these knees after, you know, yeah. after all a those 38 years. year old that's been sliding on them for 25 years. Ah. That's hilarious. See, considering like, I mean, his was an accident, you know, but considering how old he and I both are and we can still slide is kind of, you know, when you think about it, it's pretty crazy because that's a lot of damage in your knees mm-hmm. you know, and on your body itself. Yeah. You know? I'll, I'll stress this. There's a lot of technique. Yes. You know, my, my technique is really good for not injuring my knees. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I come at a really nice incident angle every time, you know, yep. none of this flying squirrel stuff, you know, I mean... <laughs> I, yeah. I never did the flying squirrel, but man, these guys who do the flying squirrel, their careers are just short. Yeah. I was watching actually at a Han X this past year. Uh, I, we we were just sitting around with our cameras, just filming you guys going up and down the uh, the little alley you guys had, just watching you guys do your thing, man. It was just awesome to watch. I like I like watching that stuff, man. I don't know why. It's just it's, it's a great to just watching you guys do that stuff is awesome. Dude, I get to run with Carter and Devin and Jono. And James, those those guys are so good. It's I, I'm just glad I get to hang out with them, you know. Yeah. And, and, and they're tons of fun, and their sliding is so on point, you know. Yeah. It's like it, it, they were pushing me to be. I don't know if you saw it said Han X. We started doing height. Yeah. I actually was going higher than I've ever done. You know. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'm pushing myself. You know, if you guys are doing it, I'm going to try. Yeah. <laughs> You know, definitely dude i gotta <laughs> I, I gotta you know there's no way i'm gonna keep up with him yeah but i gotta at least justify you know we should have got scott on some knee pads he could have joined you <laughs> well I would, you Han- would you have gone to Han x and slid i, I was, was there that's where i met anthony and sammy oh okay yeah yeah 
there. I was I was in front of the brigade booth for. Oh yeah, yeah. We we talked to you for a while. We uh, the guy did the the balloons where we we were talking, and you were there with Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were there rapping with um with uh, Chase and and whatnot, just kind of hanging out and. You know, I wanted to go to Honex in the second year. We wanted to see how the development was. I mean, super small, but we think it's going to grow. You know, it with, is. It, yeah. it got last year was small. This year may have seemed small, but it wasn't as small as last year. Yeah. And they gave us a good spot. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it, it was actually a lot better this year than it was last year. So, and you're, they're, they're going to grow. They're going to be better next yeah. year. Yeah, definitely. I, I think it's too. It's a, it's a convention made for home haunters as well. Yeah. So a lot yeah. of like honors will go out and showcase what they have and and you know they'll, they'll demo some stuff and you can buy some stuff also it's a good little flea market for all you horror fans that just love to you know buy horror merchandise it's awesome yeah which you'll i catch love me, you'll catch me geared up one of these days anthony well we gotta we gotta we gotta put that together man we we've already talked about doing some behind the scenes stuff so it's a bummer you didn't go to queen mary um in 2018 i know I was a year late. Night with my guys. I was a year late, man. I was a year yeah. late. I was a nope. year late, man. What are you doing? Uh, I walked uh, up. Who the fuck is that? I'm like, oh. <laughs> then they realized it was me, and I started running around with them. So boom. Um, Spaz, let's talk a little bit about how you got how you got started, man. What made you want to get into this industry? Okay, um, like 1984. Speaking of dating ourselves. Was my first time at Haunt, you know, as this punk teenager, you know, and I went in and, I, and a weird caveat is I actually, that was like the first time I ever hooked up with a girl in my life. Nice. You know, so, uh, so of course, you know, it, it didn't work w- anywhere mean anything in life, but uh, of course I had to go back, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, so every year after that, I was like, you know, Hey, if I got to go back, I'm going to be hooking up with girls, which actually never happened again. So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, about lying. I was like, I was about like twenty-two. Well, once I became a monster, then we'll talk. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was, I think when I was about twenty-two, I go there, and we're we're like, I'm there with my friends, and I'm just fanatically into it. You know, monsters and scaring, and I'm, like, oh, I'll just, you know, and I, you know, I, I, I'm obnoxious to my friends. Are probably getting annoyed by me because of my enthusiasm. And my one friend, his name Dan, he looks at me and goes, dude, why don't you just, like, work here? You know, like, like, like get away from me and be one of these <laughs> monsters. And it was like, oh, light bulb, you know. <laughs> you know. So uh, the next year, I applied in you know, 93. That was, like, 92 to 93. I applied. I was put on hold, whatever. I was, I was given an, an extra, you know, a call-in. Uh, they fired a guy named Gary working in Lair of the Vampire. Oh, shocker. They hired another Gary. They, you know, they, they, they fired but they fired him, you know, like a week into it, and they gave me a spot and uh, they put me on this platform. This that's the funny part is they put me on this platform and said and give me and strapped me to the wall and said and it, it was it was over people, you know, so people would walk under and I was supposed to reach down and scare and stuff like that. And yeah. I was up there and you know, I'm tethered to the wall and it's terrible. So I, I never used the tether. And, but uh, this guy named Adrian Romo comes walking up one day, you know, like my first or second day, and goes, break that two-by-four, you know, because oh. there was like a two-by-four that supported, the, like, what was a primary whole factor for the platform. I don't know what, why he said that to me, and I'm like, 
okay, you know, I'm stupid, I'm young, and I'm jumping, and I'm pounding, and I'm scaring, and I'm climbing, and I snapped that two by four. <laughs> you know, so I, I went to Ron, or whoever our cast lead was at the time, and said, Ron, two by four is broken. Ron's like, get back up there and scare. <laughs> back then, they didn't care. You know? Yep. So, so I got back there and I was scared. It was like the platform's like one corner of the platform is broken and I'm up there scaring. And gosh, I'm trying to remember the guy that the old kind of ugly, weird, crazy, our tech, our tech guy for the maze. I don't remember tech for that maze. What's that? Okay. Anyway, he comes walking over, sees the broken two by four and freaks out because, you know, it's his (laughs) responsibility. He's like, get down from there. And so, (laughs) so he told you, so I got down from there. And I started go running through the rest. Like, All right, that gave me free reign. So I just took off and just owned the maze for like the rest of the run. Yeah. You know? I love that. that. That's, that's our, the start yeah. of like, that's 1993, my, my first year at Haunt. That's uh that's, if you, if you didn't know a definition for anarchy, there it is right there. Yeah. Well, see back then too, back then too, Anthony, I mean, obviously we, we could get away with a lot more pranks on each other too. Um, like now, now I'm going to get into the, the, thing i was talking about about the front room because you were talking about that running you know just going holy chaos on the maze so me and a few of my buddies decided to come up with this idea during the opening scene we're gonna take the place of one of the vampire kings the vampire king that comes in behind the bed so we got the va- what's supposed to happen is he disappears from the balcony and he pops up behind the bed right so instead we crawl out behind the bed when the lights come on and we totally entrench the girl and the girl didn't know. She legitimately had a scream of terror. It's like, Wah! like that. So basically we jumped on her. <laughs> and, you know, but there was two girls. So one, the first girl we did it and it was enjoyable. The next girl we did it, she punched both of us in the jaw, right cross. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, you guys are afterwards. She's like, you guys are fuckers. What the heck? was part of it. It's fun. That's right. I've never heard that story. Yeah, I know. I was pretty low-key for a long time. Mel was in on that one because he was one of the Vampire Kings. Who? Mel Flores. Mel, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he was in that. So we got rid of – he. we took his place. Yeah. And did it. So yeah. it, was, it, was pretty, it was pretty great. Right. I like that. I yeah. like that a lot, man. What are – some both of you, I want to hear both of you. Some of your favorite sliding stories that you've guys done over the years, man. Some of the greatest scares that you've gotten. I know you, know, you guys got tons, of them, man. You guys got years worth of stuff in the vault. Let's let's pull some of that stuff out, man. All right, I got one here for you. Uh, one night, the gauntlet. I used to just run, I used to run, 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 run. And um, there's like these three kids came to the gauntlet, one of them was just terrified. And uh, <laughs> I just got on him, and I just started running him to just chase him. And one of my favorite parts about it, when, you're, when you're when you're chasing somebody and scaring them, you got to talk shit. You know, yeah. you got to talk. You know, you better run, boy. I'm coming for you. This monster's gonna get you. You know, because I always tell you know, if someone's coming down the street, you know, a monster talking trash, you know, making a show. You know, yeah. You know, it's I'm I'm just all over this kid. You better run, boy. I'm gonna get you. This monster's gonna get you. And he's ah! And he's running, and he's running, and he, he's running. And he just bends over, hands on his knees, just sucking wind. And he's just, and, and, I, and all of a sudden, I, I stand up, I just, I just start walking around. Him. Oh, yeah, you thought you could outrun the monster? You thought you were good? You thought, and I'm just starting, you know, and then his friends finally catch up. 
And the friends start joining in. So we're like, he's standing on his hands and he's, I'm walking around him talking trash. His friend's like, oh, you, that monster ran you. You can't even breathe. You know, oh, we were, oh, it was just so much fun. Oh, yeah. You know, then I went on my merry way. <laughs> there you go. On to the next one. <laughs> on to the next one. That's how it is, Back man. my game. That's it, man. I, like, I mean, Love. I think for me, like, sliding side, like, I think the best memory I have is – hitting the ground for the first time in ghost town for my very first slide in 96 like nice. being able to slide on ghost towns grounds that's probably the super cool memory um scare scare wise there's there's so many to discuss to talk about but my favorites are ones where you hit the people that they're so scared that they jump like literally over you you know or they jump and they take off in the air running and they leave their shoes behind which has happened numerous times or right. people oh, so then you take the shoe. Beautiful position, and they wet themselves. That's always good too. You yeah. Know, when they wet themselves, that dude, and that's when you stand up after you see the wet spot. You stand up, and you do this, and you look around for the rest of the people you're working with, and they're like, "Yeah, you know." So <laughs> that's that's a good. That's a. I got one faint in my career, and so I, it was actually in Lair. I came. I was in the 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 graveyard. I came flying out of the sky, bam, and they just bam right on their back, oh. <laughs> like. God. And I'm like, and there was another monster there. And we both like high five. We high five each other. We're like, oh, now we, we got. <laughs> he's not getting up. <laughs> and I, you know, and I, I, I think I just bailed. Actually, <laughs> I was like, all right. That's where you one. go. Be like, you just kick him a little bit. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> let, let his friends handle. That's that's talent captain stuff. I got a scare. Yeah. yeah. You know, for all for all the good scares you have, you always have you know a couple bad ones, right? Like you got a bunch of good scares, you got one bad one. So. On that side, I think it was 96, my, my first year, I was working the square. Um, this, is, this is when the square still had trees in it, remember, Gary, like on the app yeah. by the saloon? So yeah. we would post up next to this tree, and people would come from Market Street and make a right turn going through Calico Square. So nice. me and Wade and one of the other guys, one of the other old school guys were sliding right there in that corner. So I go and hit the slide on this girl. I got the scare, but... Can you guys see that pinky right there? Yep. Yep. Okay. So what happened was I slid by her. Timing was just off. She happened to step down on my pinky. Ugh. So my body went Mach 1 forward. My finger went Mach 5 backwards. Oh, my God. It peel off my glove, but it totally oh. Yeah. yeah. So, But you know what? It hurt like a motherfucker. My whole hand heated up. So, and the steel ripped off. I couldn't even put the steel back on, so I had to put it on duct tape it. But my my pinky was this tall because I couldn't steal all the way down. So two hours later, Craig comes over. He's like, hey, what's up? He's like, I heard what happened. I go, what? He's like, your finger. And he's like, you okay? I said, yeah. And I show it to him. He's like, oh. I go, it's sore, but I'm fine. I can finish the rest. And I was like, okay, you have any problems? You let me know. So um, later on that week, during the week, I had to call. It's like, I called Craig and said, okay, Craig, here's the deal. He's like, all right, come on in. Let's have our guys look at it. And then they sent me to get it taken care of. But that, that was probably the worst, the worst injury I've ever had sliding. Oof. And it's, it's, it's nature of the beast. It's part of the business. You know, I mean, when you decide to become a slider, it's, it's an, what's, it's a, what's the, an unmentioned risk that you take. So, you know, it just happens. Definitely. Should we talk about Mr. Craig Harold for a couple seconds? Because he is the hot father, you know. Yes. He, he is. 
he made my career, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I, um, two year was 2000. And, uh, weird coincidence. I called my, I called Josh Mickelson out of the blue one day. We're just, Hey, come on. And he's all, dude, I'm going to go hang out with these guys and we're going to do lunch. You want to come along? Well, sure. And so I ended up with going to lunch with a uh, Mike Hardy, Ron Burnett and Jeff, you know, long and uh, a very young Kenny Hardy was there. Oh, What's that? I said, Oh geez. I know dude. That all dude. All old CS was hardcore. And, um, and they're, they're like, Oh, we're going to knots today to get, you know, Josh, like, I'm going to go get put on the streets. You want to go? And I'm like, sure, whatever, you know? So we go walking in there and they go, they, they go talking to Craig and next thing you know, Josh and I are filling out pipe paperwork, going to CS. And yeah. uh, that, that was actually how you got on the streets back in the day. Yeah. Nice no, no auditions, recommendation. Yeah. Nice. You know, so that's the, awesome. The, 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 yes. You just brought, you just struck a memory with me, Gary. Yeah. So this is, this is Jeff Long's first year. This is when I met him. And, and after that, he actually worked at Knott's as a year-round guy for a long time. He was actually a tour guide at one point in, in the Haunted Shack. After that, I saw him. When he had short, non-colored hair, dude. But anyway, <laughs> so I don't believe it. Down, we're sitting down talking to this guy hiring, right? It's me and, and Jeff. And the guy's talking about placement and he says to Jeff, he's like, Oh yeah, I'm taking the year off. So you're going to take my place on camps in camp Snoopy. Here's your paperwork. And I, it's funny because Jeff brought this up in, uh, origins, Gary. Yeah. I look at him. I look at Jeff. I go, dude, you just got a street spot. And Jeff had no fucking idea what that was. I go, you're lucky. You're lucky bitch type of thing. You know, cause I, I've been, I had been wanting a street spot for a couple of years already. You know, and that's when he got put in CS, and that's when it was the uh, the hoodlums, the street punks. Yeah, street punks. So I ran a mass, and then after Jeff got over there, and then Phil, and there was one other one. They really started developing it into the gauntlet. So Alex Robles, huh? Yeah, Alex, Alex. Robles. Yeah, what's up, dog? <laughs> what? Retired Boy Scout mask. What's up, dog? If he's watching, <laughs> what's up, Alex? Decided <laughs> to talk. Those guys, those guys took the new new levels. Yeah, yeah. They 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 they, they, they had visions. They they were in CS, but there were not a lot of rules and not a lot of respect. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so they were like, "We're just gonna go nuts out here." And they they created Ahab, or they actually created the awards banquets and stuff. And Phil, yeah. and Jeff, and Wade, and a few others really got together to create Ahab. Yeah. And that that was that was a good thing for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but they had the CS Awards banquet before that that blossomed into Ahab, and yep. uh, they they we we had such a tight crew in the CS that we would I think we would lose like four monsters a year. It was wow. like everyone came back year after year. Once you got in, you know, it was like you didn't want to leave. You yeah. blooded. It, it was yeah. a it was a huge coup when Jeff and Alex went to Ghost Town. Holy dude! Oh, that yeah. was huge. And you know, the thing is, is like, after I started working streets and I saw how things started developing, I knew that was going to happen at some point, right. you know, just, just knowing, you know, getting to know Jeff over the years, same thing with Alex, their personalities, I knew they'd come over. Same thing with Paul Frechette and Mike Reichman when they right. came too. you know, they came over, well, Paul Frechette and Mike Reichman, we asked Craig if we could have them come over, um, for, for like a couple hours in 97, 
And he said, yeah. So they came over. So immediately we're like, Craig, can we please have these guys next year if they want it? You know, and sure enough, and, you know, that's what happened. You know, Paul stuck with it for a lot of years. Mike uh, ended up quitting because he became a cop. So, um, you know, but it's, it's, it's a lot of those things where there's so much transition. But what that really helped, though, too, and Gary, you can, you can back me up on this one, is that it really helped build a, a, a unity between all the street zones because before that, there was one person that worked at Knott's that kind of oversaw the street zones that created a lot of animosity between the zones. She would tell one zone, oh, they're better than you. Oh, they said this. And so it, I understand what she was thinking. She's trying to create... Every, you know, raise the bar for everybody to do better, but it created animosity with, you know, with the groups against each other. And that was a problem. You know what I mean? I mean, and the thing is, the thing is sad is too, is there's a lot of, I mean, Gary, you can probably even speak to this too, is that there's a lot of CS people now that I think still hold on to that and they know nothing about it. I'll say, well, from my perspective, when I, here's, here's, a, here's a contrast. When I was in CS, I hated ghost town. See, I, I, I mean, contrast, <laughs> confirming. No, we, no, we we were taught that. That is that that's you know you come to CS, you hate Ghost Town. That was you know kind of what we were, uh, you know you don't know any better. I'm 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 some punk kid, you know. I, I think I'm all hot shit. I'm oh, God, cool. I'm going to I'm get to go to go, you know, CS. Oh, dude, we're the best. We're the best. You know, if you don't want to get go scared, go to Ghost Town. You know, we talked all this trash on Ghost Town, and uh, compare compare. So I go to go to Ghost Town 2009, and I'm there and I'm rocking it. No one in Ghost Town cared about CS. No one in Ghost Town ever talked trash on CS. No, they didn't talk trash on any other scare zone. They went out, <laughs> did their job. They scared. They had fun. They liked each other. And I was like, oh, this is nice. You know, I, I, you know, right. it, yeah. it got me out of that big hate mindset, you know, yeah. that, 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 was, that was happening while I was there. You know, there, was so right. much, there was a lot of hard work that went in from a lot, a lot of talent you know, to help break those walls down. You know, it took a lot, a lot, a lot of hard work to really get people to understand, you know, to start fostering the, uni the unity of it. Because, I mean, if you think about it, the community, Hong community is big, but it's still really small, especially within a park, you know, in the street zones. I mean, it's not about who's better. It's, it's about what, what everybody brings to the table as an entirety for a large event of that, uh, an event of that scale. I mean, it's, it's yeah. basically huge. Because you want people coming back talking about like, hey, you know, I went to this event and they did these amazing scares compared to that event who, you know, didn't yeah. do so much of a good job. You know what I mean? Like you want people talking about your event. Yeah. I will say this. I don't see the hate. in CS doesn't hate Ghost Town like it did. You yeah. know, that, that, that stuff got squashed a lot because people bounce in squares, scare zones all the time now. Yeah. Back then it didn't happen. Yeah. yeah. No, it didn't. But I, I noticed too, like, I mean, I haven't been there like for what, four years now, but I did notice that when I was there in my last year, there's a lot of the younger talent that were there were still hanging on to the old CS mentality of we hate this area. You know, they didn't say it, but you could tell by their, by their actions, you know, and that thing, I mean, obviously, I don't know um, how it is now, but I, from what I see, it looks like everybody's kind of mingling, everybody hangs out. You know, from what I see, but whatever, you know, it's, it is what it is. And I, I don't see it anymore. I see the people, because people bounce in scare zones left and right all the time yeah. now. Back then it didn't happen. Now it's like, okay, I'm working in the CS this year, but I worked in Boardwalk last year and Ghost Town the year before. And, you know, the, yeah. it's a lot of people have worked a lot of scare zones. 
Yeah. And and because of that, now you don't now you go people are like I can't hate that because I was the, I've got my friends and family there. You know. Right. Everyone's actually it's much more friendly and go in you know between the scare zones. There's still competition, but yeah. it wasn't the pure hate that I had for you know yeah. when I started in CS. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Anthony, I don't know if I touched on this in our last podcast, but um, outside of just the park, there was a lot of animosity within groups, especially the sliders, you know, and that's why, like, after 10 years of work, that's why Lee and I, you know, we worked on putting together that Sliders Unite show in 2016, the first year. That was the right. inaugural year of that. Um, the, the biggest reason why we did that one, because there was a lot of us that worked together at Knott's that wanted to work together again, but even more so to really bring together these groups from different areas because for a long time, Knott's and Queen Mary, when it was shipwreck, there's a lot of antagonistic animosity towards each other. And it, it shouldn't have been that way, you know? I mean, it's not like everybody's like, oh, we're better than them. We have better sliders, whatever. But so our main focus was to bring these all these factions together. I mean, it was kind of a bummer because we couldn't bring in anybody from Magic Mountain. We didn't know anybody there. But yeah. as you know, it was it was Knots, it was Queen Mary, we had some from Universal, and we had some of the brigade there, all working together, work, doing the sh two shows and freaking scaring together outside the shows. And that was more fun than actually doing the shows for me. You right. know. But it was it was pretty cool to see everybody just crushing guests together yeah. <laughs> it was awesome that was like the first sold out wednesday in like queen yeah. mary ever yeah you know yeah. I, I was there that was rad yeah like, no that's so the, that's the wise brothers be. weren't there the first year the who the wise brothers uh from G G G magic mountain probably uh, what's that Probably that's probably why because we didn't know anybody. Uh, Lee didn't know anybody. I didn't know anybody from from Magic Mountain. Oh, those the, well, those guys showed up the next year then. Yeah, that was 2017 when I was yeah. gone already. Those guys are great. You know, they they you know those are some of the best. They're building a crew up there, up at that Magic yeah. Mountains. You know, those they've got their own sliding crew now. Yeah. yeah. We're know, actually I, fortunate enough to know a couple of those uh, characters um, from society. The Tormented Society, yeah, they're a uh, uh, straight up up and coming group. Um, those guys are kicking ass, man. They yeah. really are. Um, I think we're talking about like Fright Club, you know, those guys, the, the ones that actually work in Magic Mountain. Yeah, these guys work yeah. at Magic Mountain. They have their own clique, Gary. Yeah. Um, Tormented Society. Some of my guys are in it too. But okay. a group that is based out of Magic Mountain. Okay. And they they work there and they do things there too. You I know, don't know them. Means that. Those guys over there, it's, I've, I've had a few conversations with Jinx and his girl, the, the two that really put that together. I'm actually yeah. going to be, once we actually are out of this quarantine, um, if we can arrange it, I'm going to be doing slider clinics with, for them. Cool. That's going to be cool. No, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, we're, we're working a lot behind the scenes with them as well to, to bring some, some behind the scenes footage uh, for both channels because we have a really good partnership going with them. Um, and they, they do good on us. We do good on them. And that's something I want to do is just have everyone just get together. And I think that's another thing I want to, I want to talk about is, did you guys ever think back in the day sliding that it would ever come to this point? Like it would be as big as it is today. Mm, I mean, I knew it was always going to be a staple, but as far as the growth on where it's gone now, no, I mean, I don't know about you, Gary. What do you think? Do you think it, 
you know, it was going to get as big as it is now. It was always ghost town against CS. We're always trying to pit against each other. So one, this, is, this is why I quit, you jerk. I quit Broomball because of this. One year, he decides to bring on, like, three or four semi-pro hockey players. Right. Damn it. Gary froze again. Yeah, it's just froze something weird. This happened. Okay, can you, can you hear us, though? I can hear you this time. Okay. Yeah, that's all that matters. I can hear you. He, he brings on three or four semi-pro hockey players to play against us, right? These fuckers played dirty. They smashed my head up against the goalpost twice. So I said, fuck this. I'm done. I'm never coming back. <laughs> and I blamed it on him because he's the one that invited him. It was Alma's sons. Was it? Yeah. Well, they played dirty. Sasha and what's his name? I don't know. I had a welt on the right side of my head for like a month. All right. I didn't know about that. Yeah, I know. I didn't tell you. I just stopped playing after that. <laughs> Dude, I was there when uh, Ferret took the when Pigeon and I whacked Ferret in the eye socket with a stick. That was a bad one. Yeah, yeah. I thought that one. Yeah. Oh, uh, that was. There was there were some bad injuries, you know. I, I ended up with a Harry Potter scar on my forehead. I can't show you. Because <laughs> you're frozen. Yeah. We had a nice smile, like, though. That'd be the rest of the the podcast is just you know his audio, but a nice smile. <laughs> yeah. yeah, at least you got a good picture of me. I think. Good All picture. Right. Yep. There you go. I just see myself right here in the corner. There you right go. Hand corner. I see. I see you guys as mugs on the screen. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, man. I mean, like I said though earlier, you know, sliding has just become such a unique tool to use with scare acting and scaring and man it's just it's starting to really blow up now it, like you, you every year it's starting people are starting to take it to the next level um you're starting to see groups form you're starting to see more people get into this you're starting to see a lot of uh a lot of people just getting involved with it man. and just think you guys were some of the, like the ogs behind it man yeah true you know i mean I, I, I'm not going to lay claim to being, you know, OG guy to, to get sliding to where, you know, we're wearing skate pads because that wasn't me. That was that was Todd Stubbler and and Gordon. But um, Todd is the one that's kind of the guy that really started picking up the pace on sliding, making it faster, longer with this ramp pads and stuff like that. Um, you know, there's things that I brought to the table in the very beginning, you know, that still resonates heavily today. You know, right. some on the equipment side, some on the, the, you know, actual, I guess you could say ability side, trick side, whatever you want to call it. Um, right. But to see what some of these kids are doing now is just incredible. You know, yeah. the is awesome. You know, um, I hope they take care of themselves so they can do this as long as they can and leave when they want to leave and not leave because they got hurt. Right. So, Gary, are you still there, bro? Yeah. Okay. I'm just, I'm yeah. just trying to see if I can fix the, the what's going on with this camera thing. Yeah. You can, I just turn it off and turn it back on, maybe. All right. Let's try that. So, looking at his face, just his frozen face. Beautiful. Yeah. You, you're sneering at me in your frozen face. So. <laughs> it's a portrait. It's beautiful. He took a snapshot of it, so he's got yeah. that forever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yo, I, I did take a snapshot. Can you see did, did it show up there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, 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 Scott's annoyed at me again. <laughs> like that's, that's anything new i would say that's the usual way he looks at me <laughs> i'm usually looking at him shaking my head oh man when, when he was my boss 
I gave his neck a good workout. Gosh. Oh man. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> so I, I used to do that to Craig Harold also. <laughs> I didn't have like 90 other people I had to deal with besides him, you know. <laughs> so yeah, man. I mean, I, like I said, though, I, I love watching. Um, like I said, we're watching people. We're watching people grow into this now. We're seeing, you know, like I said, we're seeing people form stuff. We're seeing people give it a shot. We're seeing people go out there and and, and give it their all. And um, it's like what what you're trying to do with with your uh, with your company, Scott. Uh, slider Dynamics. You know? Yeah, you're trying to teach people how to properly slide and and what it what it takes to do the sliding and. And how it's just more than just putting on knee pads and, and gloves and going out there and doing it. You're teaching them the, the proper way to really, you know, stretch and 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 get fit for it and and yeah. the proper way of, of safety of doing it. Which you know, you would have said you would have looked ten years ago. There would have been not not a program out there like that. But yeah. you look there today, and there's a pro, there's going to be a program out there available for for people who want to learn how to do this. Yeah, I'd like hey, to pipe in on the sliding to... here, and don't use it as a crutch. Thank all you. monsters on that. sliding is a great tool for scaring learn right. 20 other ways just don't don't be just one of those monsters who slides learn other methods you know because you can't do it your whole career and there's so much when you're out there there's so many ways to get a scare and, sli and sliding is fun and great as, as it is don't don't rely on it you know right. hone that skill but make sure you got a whole pocket full of ways of scaring yeah, it's only one additional way to make your character better. I mean, you got to develop a character first and you add that to the bag of tricks. You don't be a slider and then be a character second. It's the other way around. Yeah. Right. No, I agree. No, it's I, – I, I, I'm not really – I'm not, you know, really one to talk because I'm not really a character or anything. But I do like it when people can get creative because um, sliding is a very unique tool. That you can use in your arsenal, but I do like it when people get creative as far as when they how they scare me and and where it comes from because you know there's like 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 Spaz said there's so many different ways to to scare a person and you know sliding is just one of those unique tools that you can use uh, when necessary. Yeah. So when I used to I take agree. rookies under my wing, I used to tell them that I'm all go out there, going down the street, figure out the best way to scare at that moment. Sometimes it's a slide, sometimes it's a stare, sometimes it's a, a grab, sometimes it's a jump, a, lead, a, a lunge, whatever. But learn a whole book because because there's gonna be some nice thing when it rains and you can't slide. What are you gonna do? Yeah, you know, there's, right. there's a lot of people that you know, very people have a meltdown when it rains because they can't slide. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm glad I was never in your spot when that happened. It's like it's time to go puddle jumping. You know, go go get wet. You know, right. make wet. Wade used to love doing that. Oh, dude, same here, dude. You ever you ever see Chief during the? Oh, you never saw Chief back in the day during the rain. Oh never, man, that guy would like do belly yeah. flops. You know, oh, man. he'd yeah. go, he would splash people to get scares. You know, with, with like his belly. Yeah. <laughs> Chief see, was what, amazing. You know, what used to happen in Ghost Town is Trish and Alley when they were still there on rainy days. Like Fog Alley used to get very flooded before yeah. they did the floor. You see, really flooded. So get flooded. What Trish and Ali would do is bring out an inflatable alligator. Nice. <laughs> no, joke. no joke, you know, and he's just scared with it. That's rad. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's I don't cool. Know if those two ever watch these podcasts, but dude, those two were pretty entertaining to watch. Not gonna lie. 
<laughs> no. That's people. awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, man, it's. I think I've learned so much today, and I pretty there's pretty there's probably a lot more I can learn. So, maybe. I think <laughs> definitely we're gonna have to do another one of these. I know me and Scott have been talking about getting a group of people together to do one. As soon as this uh, damn quarantine lets up, dude, we all need to come in the studio. Right, dude. We will we will get that scheduled, man, because that is something that I think the people would love. I think the people want to see all the old school guys get together and just go on, go ham on it. You know, like I like I told you when I was telling you the other day, I got I have I'm still in contact with a lot of the old school guys. You know, yeah. I still I, I can still reach out to Todd. I can still re- reach out to Wade. I mean, Wade lives in Denver now, but you know, I'm in contact with those guys we still. Get Skype, man. If we get everyone else in person, get him Skype. We good. Uh, That'd be awesome. And Todd's I have a lot of Todd's a lot of fun. You got to get Todd on this with some old school guys too. Yeah, yeah. we got it. We got to you know, set something you know, up, Anthony. Like this quarantine lets up, you get all of his a bunch of the old school guys in sitting at a round table, and you're just doing an interview, a podcast. Yeah, interview. yeah. Get get cameras going. Yeah, good. yeah. You gotta go hire a couple camera people. Get that yeah, shit going. At least you don't format it, so shit's gonna go sideways, guaranteed. Because that's just the way the the way the all of us work. Yeah, definitely. No, I I I expect a lot of roasting, probably. You know, oh, some yeah. sort of funniest stories. You know, I, I just I I can't wait to do that one. We got to do this again, definitely, gentlemen. Before we sign off, and this one's gonna go. Well, maybe Scott can answer this one, too, because we talked a little bit about it before the podcast. And Scott knows what the last question is always on every podcast. Yep. Uh, so both this one goes for both of you. The hardest question usually uh, on every podcast that we do, because we, we like to keep that, that, uh, that horror movie uh, base around the podcast. Uh, after 100 episodes, what started as a horror movie news podcast and ended up getting people on pretty much like a talk show in a way. Um, We'd like to ask our guests, what is your favorite scary movie of all time? Gary, you answer first. I think I'd go with The Thing. Oh, you know, Kurt it. Russell, Antarctica. Okay. Yeah. That's a good yeah. one. Very good. You know, it's, just, so, it's just so brutal. Yeah. Right? It's raw and a lot of practical effects in there. You Can't know. go wrong with Carpenter, man. Yeah, and, no, and no, no, no good resolution either. You know, just two guys sitting in the snow, going, "Well, what's going to happen now?" We're yeah. fucked. <laughs> so, for me, well, like, what I, was your Scott? Well, okay, the first podcast I did, like, I mean, I just brain farted, and it's—I don't know why, because I answered the same to everybody that asked me. But initially, I I said, which is a great movie, which it's Rob Zombie's version of Halloween, where Tyler Maine was Mike Myers, right? Okay. Where they did the story based on Mike's life and not the people he terrorized. Great movie. I love it. But my actual favorite scary movie of all time is The Shining. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Jack Nicholson. Psychological oh, yeah. factor of it. Just, it's the shit. Okay. Here, here's an opinion here. Uh, the elevator scene in The Cabin in the Woods is better than the elevator scene in The Shining. Ooh. I don't think I've even watched The Cabin in the Woods, dude. I, I have to. I think I have to agree with you on that, just because the fact that you see so many iconic creatures come out, and there's a lot of Easter eggs around it, dude, which is cool. Watch, so. watch, watch that scene in slow mo, and realize how much is going on in that elevator scene. Yeah, and you know, it's only like ten seconds long, 
and it's just like some of the most epic movie, you know, you, you just, you, the, there's monsters tearing people in half, you know, and just the, the element that's like all these guys with guns and they're like, you know, you can see fear that boom monsters, you know, Good so, old I, horror, horror. I love it. It's great. At one point there's even a unicorn in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Bear, man. <laughs> great. It's great. Um, Watch out for Kevin. Yeah, definitely. No, it was funny because earlier you guys were talking about um, the whole ghost town and the CS thing and how that it was kind of like in, embedded in, in Spaz's head, like kind of like a subliminal messaging and stuff. Really reminded me of the movie They Live, um, where literally when he puts on the glasses, you see everything. It just says watch TV, you know, sleep and all that. So obey, yeah, consume. Yeah, yeah, consume. consume. It's great. You got Roddy Piper in that movie, one of the greatest movies ever made, dude. Dude, it's got the greatest yeah. one-liner in any movie, you know. I, yeah, I, like, I, I, I had to buy that t-shirt. face is what I see. I came here to chew, chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm fresh out of bubblegum. I, I had to buy that t-shirt the minute I watched that movie. I was like, yep, doing it. Um, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for celebrating the 100th episode of the Mindless Heart Podcast with me today with some amazing stories that uh, – first time ever heard i guess with me and if you've told other people or if no one has hasn't listened hasn't heard it first time for them as well that's the one thing we love doing is, is sharing some some haunt stories to keep everyone going and um everyone just who's in love with this event like like i am uh they get to hear the history and and hear it through different people's perspectives which i think is awesome yeah, especially cool. thanks, thanks for inviting me, Anthony. I'm, I'm glad you hooked Scott up with this one. Also, I didn't know he was going to be involved when you invited me. It makes it yeah. ten times better, dude. Definitely. No, yeah. I thought it was going to go totally sideways, but we're actually pretty well behaved today. <laughs> <laughs> I only jumped out of my chair like once. It's done. <laughs> yeah, done. Um, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. I uh, look forward to uh, seeing you guys out there, and hopefully, we'll do one of these again pretty soon. Um, Scott already knows this we have another event coming starting next week uh, we're going to do uh, of course a month long series with the Queen Mary Dark Harbor Slider team um, so that's going to be fun we're going to hear a bunch of stories from them and who knows maybe uh, if, if Scott's up to it maybe we'll have a surprise uh, visit in one that's, of the podcasts yeah, if you want to chime me in that's cool um, I, I know the team's looking forward to it you know, but yeah, I you want to be in that funny. School. I think it would be funny if we just chimed you in out of nowhere and they didn't even know about it. Yeah. <laughs> See what the reaction would be. You know what you should do? Like when you get Dark Horizon boys lined up, you should chime in out of nowhere. There you go. I haven't seen those guys since I left them in August. That's a good announcement right there. Oh, there goes Gary. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> that's a good announcement too. In August, we're going to be setting up Dark Horizon slider team. Um, in Orlando, they're going to be on the, the podcast in all of August. Uh, so that's going to be another fun one. So thanks. Special shout out to you, Scott, for setting that up. But yeah, uh, I'm, I'm glad to help you out. You know that. Definitely. Yeah. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for the constant support of 100 episodes of the podcast. I, I hope you guys enjoyed today's surprises. Uh, before the video started, we had a bunch of thank you, uh, a bunch of congratulations, um, uh, videos sent to us which we put in and some past hosts made some special cameos which i thought was awesome to to get that back and and really show the history of what this podcast has been since 
January 23rd of 2018. Um, oh, he said he lost us again. Yep. Damn his computer. Damn his computer. Anyway, should I get him back in so we can properly end this? Or Yeah, it's up to you, dude. This is your show, man. All right. He's, he's out of there. Never mind. Okay. It would be just me and you. Good old cool. times right here. Yeah. Uh, so thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, be sure to follow Slider Dynamics as well on, on Instagram. Keep up with that. Um, we got Gary chiming in on the message. I hope those pop up on the, on the video, dude. That'd be great. Yeah, they're coming up on my side, so I think so. Yeah, that'd be funny. So thank you so much again to Gary for coming on, uh, sharing his stories, and we can't wait to do this again. We got a lot of good stuff in the works between me, Scott, um, Tormented, so many other people, uh, shows planned. It's it's gonna be great. We got a lot of we got a good solid year. Even though quarantine is out, we're st- we're still trying to keep busy. We're still trying to deliver you guys content. We want you guys to enjoy something at least while you're in quarantine. Hopefully this all ends soon. But uh, thank you guys so much for the constant support, and we will see you guys for next week for the start of the Dark Harbor Slider Team Takeover Episode One Hundred One. <laughs>